Welcome to the Creative Agency Account Manager podcast with me, Jenny Plant from Account Management Skills Training. I'm on a mission to help those in agency client service keep and grow those existing client relationships so your agency business can thrive. Welcome to episode 58. This episode's for you if you're wondering how an account director in an international network agency operates and how they lead a team. Faison Ali is an account director at VML YNR and he shares with me what makes a successful agency account manager, what each level of account management should do. So account exec, account manager and account director, typical challenges you encounter in the role and some tips for how to overcome them why he likes to share tips about account management on LinkedIn, and his advice for anyone wanting to progress in an agency account management role. This is jam-packed full of tips, so I really hope you enjoy it. Let's go over to Faison now. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Faison Ali. Faison is an account director at VML YNR. Now, the reason I've invited him onto the show today is because I've been following him a while on LinkedIn. And I've been really, really impressed with how many tips he's been sharing about account management. So this is my opportunity to dig in a little bit further to kind of understand more about who he is, why he enjoys sharing so many tips and tricks for account management, and to sort of get to know his background. So Faison, very warm welcome to you. Thank you for having me, Jenny. It's an honor and pleasure, and I'm super excited to be here and a bit nervous as well. Please don't be, (laughs) Faison. Honestly, this is a really informal chat, and I know that you're going to share so much value. So no pressure whatsoever. Do you want to start by just spending a few minutes just telling us a bit about you? And particularly for those listeners, I think, that want to get into account management, how you found yourself in account management? Sure. So I don't know if you can see it clearly in the background. This is what I wanted to be back in school days, an astronaut. But I soon realized that this is not going to happen because of various reasons. So yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, just saying. So I have worked in account management in advertising agencies mostly. And, you know, it's one of those careers that you get to know when you're in school or university. So you don't talk about account management at all, like an astronaut. Because when you think of an ad agency, the first thing comes to mind is creative, right? But I was fortunate to take this path and here I am. I have worked in a few famous global agencies. As you mentioned, I'm currently working as an account director at PML YNR. I've worked in Pakistan, where I'm from, United Arab Emirates, and now in Canada, which are three completely, completely different markets. And I've worked on multiple categories, but the most unique for me was to manage a fruit brand, which was a Kiwi. And that was fun and very different from the rest of the stuff that we usually do. And I absolutely love accounting management and, and I consider it an integral part of the agency. And, you know, not many people take account management seriously. And that's why my goal is to help account managers as much as possible. And hence the LinkedIn posts as well. What an amazing story. So you wanted to be an astronaut, but you ended up being an account director. That is the first time I've ever heard that. That's amazing. That's so funny. You never know. One day, phase in your path might change. So listen, it sounds to me like you've had a huge amount of experience as well, having worked in three different markets, multiple brands, and presumably in different levels of these global ad agencies. So I'm really keen to kind of dive in. And also, I have to say that your passion does shine through about account management. And just before I dive into the questions, I kind of, I want to understand what drives you to post on LinkedIn so regularly and share your advice and tips. So I started following you, by the way, I truly admire what you do and how much effort you put in building the account management as a whole. So thank you for that. And I saw that not whenever you speak to an account manager, there's never a set process or, or, you know, something that they can follow or somewhere that they can go and look out and try to figure it out, like how account management works. So that's why I thought that maybe these little snippets, I can start posting it. Maybe that's how someone might 
get some information that might help them in their career or in future as well. So that's how it just started. There's no other motivation or reason behind it. Fantastic. Okay. And even though there's no other motivation around it, have you found that any of your current clients have kind of picked up on the fact that you are sharing advice? I mean, I know that you are followed by the account management community, but have clients kind of picked up on this? I mean, I I do get comments and messages from some of the other clients as well. And it's mostly about, you know, how am I helping the account management team? And sometimes they message like, you know, we truly admire and we 100% agree that you're saying these things and someone has to take a step on this and try to help others as well. That's brilliant. I I mean, it's good, I think, also to raise your personal profile to be sharing so many tips, I think, Faison. So you're not only coming to the attention of the account management community, but also clients, colleagues. And I think what I always try to do is to encourage account managers to post and to be active on LinkedIn for their own careers and networks, but also to help people, like you say. So going back to the account management role, what for you makes a successful account manager? Okay, so this is kind of a huge question. And I think there are quite a few points that can help an account manager stand out from others and be successful. What I list them down and then we can discuss it briefly, every one of them. So the first one would be from my side, passion, clarity, proactivity, consistency, having a point of view as well, and the mindset of health. And I can talk about these briefly. And just please stop me if I take a lot of time because sometimes I get passionate and, you know, I, I keep on talking and talking. you can take as long as you want. Seriously, this is brilliant so far. Carry on. So as I said, the first and foremost for me as well is uh, passion. So passion for the job, because as you know, this is not an easy one and I'm sure you would vouch for it. Passion to keep on going no matter what. Passion to help achieve the creative thinking the best creative execution as well, which would also have an impact of the financial performance of the agency and the client business, because that's why we're here, right? The second would be the mindset of helping, because that's what you're doing. You're truly and genuinely trying to help the clients achieve their business goals by getting the right information from them. And then you're helping the internal team, as in by making their jobs easier, by sharing, you know, inspiring brief, communicating clearly, setting realistic expectations, and above all, having their backs as well. So because for me, my team comes first and then the client, because if they're happy, then they would be able to focus more and do the job properly as well. The other would be proactivity. And this is a huge for me because, I mean, if you look at it, every account manager follows somewhat similar process and delivers a project. But it's just the little details and going that extra mile that helps you stand out and be, you know, proactive. And something as simple as scheduling your day instead of letting your inbox define it, you know, at the start of the day or even before that. And I remember you mentioned it as well that, you know, you should know what you have to do You don't have to wait for anyone to tell you what to do. In fact, you are the one updating everyone uh, what's next because you're kind of the project owner. So you have to own this. And in proactivity as well, I mean, it's more about, you know, you have to always look for new ideas and opportunities to build and grow the business because sometimes we get so busy in day-to-day stuff that we're not thinking of new opportunities and all that. And it can be as simple as like, you know, if there is any new technology in the market that might interest the client, something you saw that you think that would work for your brand as well. So it's just the little things asking about new projects, updating the clients regularly, following up with them rather than they follow up with you, which I think is one of the worst things when a client is following up on a project. That means that you're not on top of your game. And it's just that simple. So it comes down to proactivity. And again, I mean, it's there are so many things But I think clarity is also one of the main important points because you have to make the information clearer, simpler, and easier for everyone. And the clearer you are on what you want your team to do, the easier your life and their life will be. And it's just that simple. 
I read somewhere that your account management is only going to be as effective as the time spent making the complex information simple. And, you know, sometimes clarity takes time. You might have to get on calls with the clients multiple times, even with your internal teams as well, to clarify. And it's kind of okay because you're actually helping everyone to reduce the back and forth. So you have to be clear on that. And, you know, because we're not hired as an account manager, you're not hired to just deliver stuff. You know, you're not a delivery person because that's what he does. Like he doesn't check what's inside the parcel. He just delivers the stuff at a given address. But for an account manager, once you get a request, you have to first understand the ask, decode it, question it, and then simplify it in the language that the team will understand and make it actionable as well. So it's not just about simplifying it. It's about making directional and actionable as well. Because, you know, if you're sending an email without next step, it's just an update email. So you're just making it clearer and easier for everyone. The other was point of view. So account manager, you know, because we have so much information or should have so much information about the industry, the brand, the competitors, clients, projects, budgets, and on and on. And with all this information, if you still don't have a point of view, then there is a bigger problem, right? Because you have so much information. And I think that, you know, an an account manager should always have a point of view and they should always share their thoughts their ideas, their recommendations or something that they would know that the client might prefer because of their past interactions with the client. And the last would be from my side uh, is the consistency, as I mentioned. And I read this quote from uh, Simon Sinek uh, a few days ago. And, you know, I'm not a huge follower of all his teachings, but this really struck me. And I think this can be applied to account management as well. He said, what does brushing your teeth twice a day for two minutes achieve? And he said, nothing, unless you do it twice a day, every day. So it's the consistency, the accumulation of brushing your teeth every day, you know, that protects them and prevents them from falling out. And I think it's the same that can be applied to account management as well. So you have to be consistently helping the client and the team, consistent in writing great briefs, organizing your work, properly managing their time and your team and clients and their expectations. So consistently do the best work. And I was reading another article. I have started to read a lot on account management as well. So I read this quote from Jamie Elliott, who is the CEO of The Gate. He said that account management is a little like football referee. When it's all going well, no one notices you. But when shit hits the fan, <laughs> then when all eyes are on you. So I think this is absolutely true for our profession. That is so true. Honestly, what an inspiring list. Do you have anything else written down? No, no. No, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. I think everyone listening to that was probably nodding along thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah of course, of course. So tell me, I mean... What became clear as you were going through all that list at how multi-skilled an account manager needs to be and those leadership skills that they need? Because this isn't just about the clients. To your point, this is also about motivation of the internal team, your internal customers. So no surprise, it's one of the hardest jobs in the agency. So I suppose the question probably people might be thinking is, How do you do it, Faison? I mean, you've clearly got the passion, okay? So that's probably what your internal driver. But when you were going through the list of everything you have to do, I mean, do you have any tips that you can share with anyone listening about how you organize your day from a really practical perspective in order to get it all done? Yeah, I think the first thing is getting up to speed or getting really good at project management because, you know, for an account manager, he or she has to be a project manager at heart. Because if you're not on top of managing your projects, you will struggle. Because client relationship and, you know, internal relationship can definitely help, but to a certain extent. Because in the end, you have to deliver projects. So you have to manage your day, manage your workload, fill the status properly, organize the file. So it all starts from project management. And then you have to be clearer, as I mentioned, that what are you going to do today? And, and, you know, what I do is that whatever is the hardest thing that I have to do in that day, I will start with that 
so that that gets over and then I focus on the rest of the stuff. So it's just little small things that I do to help out. Do you use a physical list? Like, do you do lots of lists or do you have a a time management process or system that you follow that's online? There are a lot of tools. And I mean, by the way, I usually use Excel and PowerPoints, which might make me feel like an old school, but it just really helps for me as well. So I don't have to worry about the other stuff because I, I think it all comes down to the point that you have to, if you're updating something, you have to do it regularly. If you're not doing it, then I don't think anything can help out. And do you have an internal uh, project management system you use or do you still use Excel? So we use Excel a lot. And, you know, I was saying that, you know, there are so many tools. There's Monday, Asana, Notion. and But if whatever feels like fits your style, you just have to follow that, stick to it and update it. Otherwise, you can do it on a notebook or a notepad or, you know, even on your walls as well. If you're using it and updating it regularly, then you're good. And once you have updated it, how are you benefiting the team and the client as well? How are you using that information? I think that's really good advice. I think a lot of people get caught up in trying to, you know, use a system that perhaps isn't very easy to use and they waste time by trying to kind of use a system where really simple is better, isn't it? Because it's time is of the essence. So you mentioned that being a project manager at heart is important because it presumably you're organized and you're able to be so proactive and uh, forward thinking as you've been describing. You also mentioned about making sure that you're bringing ideas to the client and even however simple, you know, there's a new piece of technology you mentioned because what I hear from account managers is because they struggle so much to do the day to day coming up with new ideas that are relevant to the client's business can be a bit of a stretch. So they do some account development planning. How much time do you dedicate to kind of sitting back and thinking about the client's business and coming up with those relevant ideas? I mean, I don't do it as a separate timing frame because, I mean, once you have something in mind and you're just going out and seeing stuff or you're on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere, if you have the client and, and, you know, it might feel like, you know, you're always thinking about work, 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 but, you know, that's what you're doing as well. So if you have that in mind, you're always trying to connect the dots. So if you see a piece, how can my client use that or something related to that? So it's mostly about, you know, thinking in that perspective and trying to figure it out that if there is something, because these little things helps a lot because every account manager delivers projects, like as I said, you know, but it's these little things that help you not just in client side, but as an agency as well. Because if you're bringing a new project, that's new opportunity, new business for the agency as well. So that's how you will stand out. So having the client in mind, even when you're not working. So if you see something on social media and you think, actually, that's relevant to their industry or they might be interested in that technology, that's an easier way to think about adding more value. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Rather than just, you know, thinking about, you know, half an hour, I'll try to figure it out. Maybe that would help someone, but that's just how I do it. I just don't put a time that this is the time I'll have to go online and try to find something. It's just, you know, everyone has their own style. Brilliant. Okay. Some great tips there. Thank you. So you mentioned when we spoke briefly beforehand that you're helping your team get up to speed. So how can you help the newer account managers get up to speed quickly? How do you do that? Again, it comes down to project management. And I I keep on saying it because I I see that there is a lot of potential for uh, the account managers or account executives to follow that. Because if you're organized, if you know what you're doing, then only you can add value, add strategic or creative input as well. But if you're struggling to figure out, prioritize your work, then you will keep on doing that. You will not get out of that bubble as well. And then once you have that, so I try to give freedom to my team to make decisions, you know, by not just troubleshoot for them, but asking them for their opinion as well. And how would they solve the problem? And it's okay to make mistakes, but we just have to learn from it as well. 
And, you know, once I realize that where my team stands, maybe they need help from the scratch, like how to email, how to interact with clients. So just being there and helping them out throughout the process and taking fire for them so that they understand how it's done. Because, you know, if you look at it, it's a very delicate job. One small mistake in a file that gone for printing can lead to a huge issue. And uh, a new person, for example, an account agent, we might take it super seriously and lose the confidence. So, you know, we just have to guide them throughout and help them understand the importance of this role. Great. You mentioned there that you said, you know, things like how to email the client, how to interact with the client. What are your tips for helping account managers interact better with the clients? So in terms of emails, again, it comes down to the point that it has to be clear. What are you asking the client? Once you're clear, then only you will ask the same thing with the clients as well. So what are you asking the client? What do you want them to do? And what are the next steps? So if your email does not have next steps, if you're sending something, are you waiting for the client response? Is there a timeline that you want their response from it to be? So it has to be actionable, whatever you're doing. If you're you know, speaking to the client as well, how are you trying to understand the problem? Because, and I was posting it yesterday. In fact, I was uh, reading an article and it was from Mad Men series that, you know, when a client says that, don't write what I'm saying, try to understand what I want. You know, so it's just not taking notes, but really understanding what is the issue and what the client needs at that time. And then, you know, summarizing it every time. So if you have figured it out, what you have to do, just summarize it again and then again in the call as well so that everyone is clearer. Lovely. Nice tips there as well. So just playing it back to you, not taking notes, really get into the hub and the heart of what the client actually wants and needs. Yeah. So would you think that the skill of questioning and listening is really important as well. Super important because as I said, it's not just about taking notes, it's about understanding and it's about listening and then decoding the information because the client might be using another language which your team might not understand. So you have to take that information, decode it and simplify it for your team as well because your team might understand in a different way. So you have to think of not just understanding the information, you also have to take another step of decoding that information and giving it back to your team so that they actually really understand that issue. Talking about, you know, communication with clients, are you finding that your team members enjoy calling clients and having video calls? Or do you find that a lot is done by email? Probably a little bit of everything, but what are your views on how to communicate with clients? I think, and, and again, it depends on the markets as well, because I work in three markets, so three markets have a different way of doing it. And, and again, it comes down to the point as what is the client comfortable in and what is you comfortable in as well? Because some of the clients, and that's why account management does not have a set formula. So every client has a different way to deal so that's how you have to mold yourself as well. Some of the clients might like to have everything on email. Some clients want to give feedback on calls. So you have to be on the calls as well. For the other client, you might have to be on emails as well. As you said, that it's a mixture of both emails, calls and everything. But I think the fundamental thing is that once you are trying to understand something, it's always better to jump on a call, understand it, and then put it in email. As I said, again, has to be actionable as well, that this is what we understood and this is what we are going to do. So it will always going to be a mixture. And I was mentioning it the other day that sometimes it has to be a sandwich. Like the sandwich is that the email that, hi client, I want to jump on a call to discuss blah, 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 the agenda. And then you jump on a call, that would be the meet. And then the sandwich, the other would be, this is what we discussed and this is what we are going to do. That's a really hot tip there, right there. <laughs> Seriously, no, it's good because, you know, I've seen account managers jump off a call with a client and not follow up. I mean, when I started in the early 90s, Faison, I mean, it, it was mandatory. You had a contact report for every, every single contact with the client from a phone call to an email to a meeting to anything. It was always a contact report within 24 hours. 
Yeah. yeah. How important is for you, like having timeframes for following up or getting an agenda in time? Do you you have any kind of parameters around time? Yeah, we also have the similar formula as well that we also try to, and again, it comes down to the point that how good you are with the client in terms of relationship, in terms of trust as well. Sometimes the client won't mind and the information is not that super important that you have to follow up in a proper contact report. It can be, you know, a dean's message. It can be an email as well with just a few bullet points. And sometimes if it is a bigger meeting or something that it has to be, it has to have in a proper contact report or a meeting minutes as well. And I think the the time frame of 24 hours is not to burden the account manager, but it's more to help them understand and to help, you know, memorize whatever that they have so that they can put it in the contact report. Because if you do it after two, three days, you might forget something. So I think it's more about that as well. It's funny, isn't it? We were talking about you wanting to be an astronaut before. And when we talk about account management, it seems like this isn't rocket science. Yes, there's a lot to think about, but it's about a lot of what you explained at the beginning. You can't really go wrong if the one thing you do is over communicate, you know, following up, agreeing next steps, getting feedback and listening and understanding what the client wants. It's kind of a recurring theme. So tell me, one of the questions that I get asked a lot, and I'd love your view on this, is what would you expect the different skills to be at the three levels of account management? For example, account executive, account manager, and account director. How do you think those three roles are different? I think for the three roles, the roles are somewhat different in every agency as per the team structure and how big or small the agency is. But in general, and coming back to the point that for an account executive or a fresh person to start, they need to really understand the agency process and project management first. They really have to understand what is the flow of any project. And it's always good to start as an account executive or coordinator. So you really deep dive in the profession because at this stage, it's less about giving strategic or creative inputs. It's more about being organized and prepared, you know, getting your hands dirty, putting the hours, doing the tiresome work. And sometimes it looks monotonous, but that's how you really delve into account management. For an account manager is when you you start to move and start to handle bigger projects on your own as well. But you also start to share more creative and strategic input that you have been learning throughout the time. So you're leveling up, you're showing that you understand the client preferences, the guidelines, what works and what doesn't work. You know, it's about taking charge and having more calls with the clients, individual and team client interactions as well. So, I mean, it's not a huge difference, but it's just that how you progress slowly and gradually. And for an account director is, you know, what I'm doing right now is when you start to move a little away from day-to-day projects and try to look the account for a bigger picture. So you're delivering less projects and focusing more on troubleshooting for your team and client. I read somewhere that everything is your responsibility and everything is your fault. And I think it's 100% true for an account director because you're leading the team and the work that is being created. So every single thing that becomes your responsibility and your fault. And again, if it is not up to the mark. So you're focusing more on relationships with senior clients, looking at finances, budgets, forecasting, strategic planning for the account. And also, you know, you you try to help your individual uh, skills for your team as well. So you're not just looking at the status you think beyond. I think that's a really good explanation of the three levels, actually. I think from a commercial point of view, the account director's role is key, isn't it? Because when you do have that overview of your team and you're not so involved in the day-to-day, it becomes a lot about the proactivity you talked about at the beginning. You know, how are we going to add value to this client now? This project's coming to an end. What's their marketing strategy? Are we co-creating their strategy with them? Are we involved in their marketing plan? And do we understand, you know, their market, their competitors, their environment so that we can 
use our marketing understanding because I think this is the other thing as you say as you go through the levels your level of understanding of marketing strategy increases and you become a lot more valuable to the client and to those senior clients as well do you have any because one of the, the complaints or the challenges I hear is you know, we're now dealing with a very junior client and, you know, we're trying to speak to the more senior clients. Do you find that that happens, that you are losing touch with senior clients sometimes and decision makers? So I do this just to help out or just to get more face time as well. So I do quarterly one-on-one with the clients, all of them, which really helps because I'm not talking about project specific. I'm just talking about general relationship and general how the agency is doing and what are the big goals from your side and how can we help them? So what are we doing good and what are the pain points? And it's not just about project specific, but in general, like if a project that did not go well, so how are we trying to solve it? Not just project specific, maybe, you know, proofreading issues or design issues or something like that. So that really helps me and it helps to get the face time with the clients as well. And again, if you're dealing with a junior client is that, and I mentioned it uh, in one of the posts as well, that your clients have clients too. Because, you know, your junior, whoever is briefing you might not be the person who's going to approve or has the final authority. So you might have to team up with the junior client that, you know, we are together in this and trying to get this approved or resolved through your senior clients. So it's about, you know, building a trust and building that feeling that we're in this together and we're working as a team to solve or get approvals from a client's client. I love that. So building a business case and supporting them with a business case that then they can go and present internally to support the initiative. I also love that you mentioned that regardless of what was happening on the account, you speak to your senior client on a quarterly basis to check in, to ask them what their priorities are, to update them on what's happening your side or sort out any problems that may have occurred. So that's a great tip and a really good practice for most people to listen to and to implement. Do you also, on top of that quarterly check-in, do you have a more formal yearly review of the client relationship? Yeah, I mean, we do have that too as quarterly as well. But as you mentioned, it's more formal where we present what we have done the last quarter, what are the projects that we have And, you know, focus more on the upcomings as well so that we can plan and resource and properly deliver those projects as well. So that's more formal stuff. And this is more, you know, half an hour check-ins with the clients, one-on-ones, like, you know, how are we doing? Is there any things that we can sort it out from our side? Is there, and again, I try to be super informal with the clients as well, that if we are having a pain point as well, because we have to explain or understand that we are also trying to help them as well. So if we are not comfortable, if we are having some issues, we also have to raise and uh, try to solve from client side as well. Great stuff. So an informal check-in on a quarterly basis, but also a formal meeting where you look back at the projects that you've been managing. You also look ahead at the next client's priority from a business perspective. And presumably having that regular forum gives you the opportunity to present new ideas within that context. Absolutely brilliant. Is that across the board with all of your clients? You work like that? Yes. yes. Brilliant. Take note, everybody, because that's absolutely key. So tell me, I'd love to get your thoughts on some of the typical daily challenges that are faced by account managers in their role, because I think this is always being asked about, and I think it would be super helpful. How do you help your team overcome some of those challenges and what challenges are they? I mean, to be honest, I'm sure you would know that there's never a dull day for an account manager. (laughs) And then that's the beauty of it. Like, you know, if you like to take challenges because... It's full of challenges. So every day is a new day. Every day you're solving a different problem. You think that you have solved one problem and then again, you'll have another email about something totally different. (laughs) Yeah. So you you think that you're a hero 
and getting approval on something. And then another client comes back and says that, okay, where is the cost or, or, or something like that. So you just, everything goes back to the same level. But yeah, I mean, it's mostly about problem solving and because that's quite a big chunk of your job. And usually it's about managing workload, timelines, resources, getting the right brief. And I truly believe that everything can be resolved one way or the other. If you take a step back, think of what you're trying to achieve, you know, what is the end goal? What is the most favorable solution for your team and for the client? And maybe what is the second most favorable? And, you know, if the team is stuck somewhere, I, I try to be there for them, be it timeline negotiations and presentations or having difficult conversations with the clients and internal team as well. So they should feel that someone has their back no matter what. Great. So preparation for you is key. And Definitely. as you say, to manage people's expectations, this job is a series of problem solving <laughs> tasks. And I love the way you explain that, you know, from one minute you go for the glory moment of having <laughs> delivered a big project on time on budget. And then the next moment you're receiving a call from another client where it's all gone to, uh, <laughs> all gone to the bad side of uh, brilliant, brilliant. Love it. To the point about having difficult client conversations, any tips? So uh, difficult client conversations, uh, there is no way out. So you have to have those difficult conversations. It's just that how you frame that conversation. Sometimes, as I was mentioning about the most favorable and second most favorable solution. So for example, the client has requested for something to be delivered today. That would be the most favorable solution, right? And your team might not be able to deliver today. So you have to go back to the client, explain what is the issue, why are you not delivering it today? Maybe it's about the workload, maybe it's a new request that was not planned. Maybe it's just that this request would take that much of time. So you have to think of the second most favorable solution would be that maybe you deliver it in batches. Maybe you try to figure it out or maybe reframing it that we are working on your projects, which are these, 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 these. And that's why we cannot deliver this. So it's about reframing the same conversation in a different way and trying to make it feel like that this is the most favorable solutions. Excellent. That was a masterclass, Faison. Very good tips there. So think about what's the most favorable and the second most favorable solution and also the context of why you're not being able to deliver and reframing it. So really putting some thought beforehand and presumably, Faison, I can see that you probably help your team before they're going to have the conversation because yeah. actually you've just hit on something so important. It's not what you say, it's often how you say it. True. And the only way to really say it in the right way is to put some thought behind it first. So preparation and rehearsal is so underappreciated, I think. So True. thank you for bringing that to the attention. Now, what advice would you give to anyone thinking about a career in account management right now? Okay. I think the first would be to have a genuine inclination and desire to work in advertising or anything that is creative in general. You know, that would be the first thing. If you're not interested in the creative process, creativity, then this might not be the role for you. And yes, account management is less about creativity, but you're actually trying to come up or help the team to develop that creativity. So you're absolutely 100% part of that creative process. You will never get bored because as I mentioned, there's always new challenges or new things that you will work on. There's going to be new projects, exciting brands that you will never be able to work in any other field, maybe that frequently. And yeah, you'll get the best of the agency because you will be working with all the departments. So you kind of would know more than any other person in any other department because you would know about strategy, you would know about creative, you would know about the studio work as well. So you would know everything about it. And you would work with the best and most creative people in the business as well. I don't think there would be any other place as well. So in terms of what you can do as a preparation, I think that would be to work on your soft skills because you will be managing projects, clients, budgets, your team as well. And, you know, sometimes their egos as well. 
yours and clients and teams as well. So that's really important. So it's always helped to build your soft skills like teamwork, communication, conflict resolution, networking, and obviously leadership as well. But in the end, you just have to keep that in mind that it's not going to be easy. There will be long and hard days. So you just need to be prepared for that because it, it is going to be a challenging career, especially in the beginning. How do you get involved in the hiring process for your team, Faison? I do, yes. And thanks to the HR, I think I have been hiring a few people for the last few months as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely involved in it. In fact, thanks to my boss, I have the uh, authority to hire from my side as well. You know, once the HR is fine with all the necessary paperwork as well. I'm going to ask you a strange question, I think, because I want this to be really useful for anyone listening. Perhaps they are listening, thinking they want a job in account management. If they were lucky enough to be in an interview situation with you, what is a big no-no to either say or do in an interview when you're going for an account manager's job? I think it's about how you structure the conversation. If you're saying that, let's suppose you want to talk about five things and you do it only three. And then obviously you cannot judge anyone's managing or organization skills through an interview. So it's about those little details and how you structure the conversation and how you end that conversation. So it's about these little things. You're not looking at what they have done in the past or if they have done in the past, how are they explaining that information to the person? It's excellent. because No, I, I agree with you 100%. This is something that I look for and I explain it slightly different way, but it's exactly the same thing. It's being able to follow a linear thought process. And you're right, sort of, if you're going to make five points, make sure you make five points. You don't just stop at three because that just shows that there's something that's not working in terms of thinking logically and systematically. So I think that's a good tip. Any other things that you can think of that would be something you would look for? I think for an account management, that would be the first one, definitely. The other would be just to show the interest the excitement, the passion that you want to do this. And when I'm hiring for a junior position, like an account coordinator or an account executive, I do take the time to explain what they are getting into, you know, <laughs> because it's going to be a challenge. So I do raise the bar in the interview as well, that this is going to be super challenging. You'll be busy and all that. So making them prepare so that it doesn't come as a shock to them. And then it's up to them to decide managing the expectations. True. What, what about their ability to connect and communicate? I mean, definitely that's uh, super important as well in terms of not just connecting with myself or whoever is interviewing, but also the client and the culture of the agency as well, because a lot of agencies have a different culture. So you'll have to see like, will this person fit in that culture or how we work like you know sometimes the agencies are super fast like bam 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 there are things going on so do you think that this person would fit in because it's not just about thinking of a person that this person he or she would be a good fit for the client but also about the internal team as well because you know 80 percent of the time he or she will be spending with the internal team and 20 percent with the client facing and all that so you know, if he or she would be struggling with the internal team, then obviously he or she will struggle, not just in the client facing wise, but in all aspects of the uh, work. I love that. You've shared some really good pointers here. And I think the first one you said was that kind of passion and the desire for the job and the energy that you exude, because we are front facing, we're ambassadors yeah. for the company and we have to kind of represent their brand. And you have to have a certain level of energy, I think, True. to be front facing because you can't just want to kind of disappear to the background because that's not really what this job's about. Yeah. So some really good points. I love it. And what is your next step, Faison, for your career? How do you see your career evolving from the account director role? So because I have only been working in the new market for 11 months or I think one year, so it's a bit new for me. I haven't thought about it. I just want to understand the market first, understand how it works because every agency, every client is different. 
and coming from Dubai, which was completely different from Canada. So I'm right now, I'm just thinking and trying to understand that market and then think of the future as well, because obviously who doesn't want to grow? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, right now I'm not thinking about the future as in future in the near future, but it's more about just getting my foot right in the market. Amazing. I think one of the things perhaps we haven't focused too much on is the account manager's ability to be adaptable and flexible. And you're certainly showing that in bucket loads because of how many markets you've worked in, how many brands you've covered. So I think you're kind of walking the walk in that respect. I'd love you to share any resources you think would help the account manager in their role. Anything that you can think of, books, podcasts, videos, what kind of resources can you share that you think will be valuable? So what I do is mostly I listen to your podcast, definitely. I did not pay him to say that, I swear. (laughs) Oh, bless you. Good. Thank you. And again, because, I mean, yes, we are not the creative team, but you still need to read out about copywriting. You still need to understand how creative works. You still need to understand the strategy and planning as well, because in the end, you will have to sell the same stuff to the client. So if you don't understand it, then you might have issues as well. So definitely not just focus on account management, but focus on all of the departments of the agency as well. And as I said in the beginning, that there's not much stuff for account managers to follow. Maybe you can shed some light in this as well, if there is anything else. But I usually try to follow people, the agency people, be it creatives as well, because they also share a lot of good stuff and not just about the creative process, but also how to sell that stuff or how to present that stuff as well. So I'm quite active on LinkedIn. I've been trying to be active on Twitter as well. So yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know much of the resources of account management and hence my LinkedIn posts. Amazing. That's fantastic. Well, from my side, I mean, you asked. So I think for those who are interested in strategy, brand strategy, client business and strategy. I think someone to follow would be Zoe Scaman. She has worked for several different agencies in the past. She now has her own consultancy called Bodacious. I've had her on the podcast. She is absolutely incredible. And she's very much at the forefront of how marketing and brands and business is changing. So she's really interested in the evolution of fandoms, Web3, blockchain, metaverse, you know, how brands are embracing all of that technology. So I think she is absolutely someone to follow. I think the other thing is from a how does the agency work perspective, you can read a fantastic book called Agency Nomics by Spencer Gallagher and Peter Hall, who talk about how the actual business works of an agency. Super useful, very easy to read. That's very excellent read. And then from an account management perspective, I suppose I've had him on the show twice. And this is Robert Solomon, The Art of Client Service. And I think... I do for you. Yeah. And I know you know him because I've seen you connecting. He's written a book and I think he really articulates the nuances because as you said, it's so multifaceted, the role of an account manager, that it's really helpful to go deeper and understand kind of scenarios. And he's a brilliant storyteller. So that book, The Art of Client Service is, is fantastic. And obviously my podcast is specifically because I didn't find what I was looking for. So hopefully the guests, you can look back up past episodes and see all the different types of guests I've interviewed. And, you know, just as I've done with you, Faison, is to try to get out some nuggets, tips, actionable things that would help an account manager in their role. And definitely your podcast. And, and again, you did not pay me for this, but your podcast really helps. But if you go and uh, try to uh, look for all the episodes and there is so much variety. I mean, I, I saw one of your Uh, videos where you're talking about procurement, which I, you know, I would never find anywhere else as well. And not just procurement, but it is specific for the agency as well. So uh, yeah, definitely. I I really appreciate your efforts. Oh, amazing. Thank you for saying that. So listen, I'm going to put all your details in the show notes so people can find you on LinkedIn and follow you because I find your posts inspiring. So thank you for sharing so much value. If someone wanted to chat to you about anything that you've discussed here, what's the best way that they can reach you? Is it LinkedIn? 
Definitely. Uh, LinkedIn, it's just uh, easier and uh, faster as well. And I always reply to people who ever reach out. In fact, I do sometimes reach out to people, even if there are juniors as well who are looking at my profile, because I sometimes, I mean, I, I've seen that a lot of people are shy to reach out to people, which should not be the case 100%. I mean, the worst would be that the other person would not respond. Like that's the worst that can happen. So I also try to have those conversations as well. And then, you know, once I reach out to them, they always respond. They're always asking about questions and all that. So I'm, I'm trying my best from my side as well. Thank you so much. Any parting words of advice for someone listening? in account management? The parting word, so from all of that, what we have discussed is that, and as you mentioned, that it's not rocket science. It's definitely not rocket science. It's just common sense. So you have to have a lot of common sense. Like if you're getting something, what would be the next steps? As thinking straightforward, you know, there's no creativity, there's no strategy in it. It's just common sense. Like what would be the next steps? And that's it. Perfect. Absolutely perfect to finish on. Thank you so much for joining me, Faze. And this has been thank amazing. You so, much. so lovely to have the opportunity to speak more. So thank you. Same here. Same here. Well, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Faison and have come away inspired about the agency account management role. I'd also like to remind you that if you want to join me for my next nine-week account accelerator training program, it starts on the 10th of May, 2022. I help you increase your confidence in the account management role, add more value to your existing clients in a repeatable way and grow your accounts. You get coaching from me, a system you can copy and adapt for your agency, as well as the online program. To see if it's a good fit for you or your agency, you can find out more about the program and book a 20-minute call with me by going to my website, accountmanagementskills.com. And let's finish off by hearing from two of my participants, Zach and Tom, and see what they said about the results they've had from the training. I'll see you on the next one. Because now I feel like I'm I'm armed with the knowledge that I need to, you know, make like real money, for lack of a better term, as an account manager, like in my personal professional reaction to that, but then also for the agency that I'm employed by, that is a big outcome for me. And then also being able to look at all of my clients with their potential in mind. So looking beyond like what's happening in a day-to-day and being able to take a step back and really feel confident in how I'm projecting the relationship in the future. So we're having conversations now in getting into an exclusive relationship where we are brought in as more of like a a retainer for lack of a better term, um, as opposed to them having to go to multiple agencies. It's been brilliant. I think as you sort of go and go through the course, you kind of realize that actually it's having that strategic approach. If there was like one absolute key takeaway, kind of that was the the absolute like golden nuggets to have that sort of strategic approach rather than just sort of saying, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll take these orders, take these orders, take these orders sort of thing. I think we started working with our, one of our bigger customers or our biggest customer at the moment just before I started doing the course. And I genuinely think that if I hadn't done the course, I don't think we would have been in anywhere near as good a stead as we are currently with them. Mm-hmm.